Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast on Sports Stuff. I'm Nani the Fan. I'm your host, William Liu, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lose by a score of 111 to 97 against the Chicago Bulls. Second half of back to back for both teams. Um, and yeah, it's just hard for the it's hard to win back to back games against a respectable opponent. And that's what we have seen three times now um, with the Raptors splitting against Miami. Splitting against Philly and now splitting against Chicago. Now, I actually have some theories in terms of why the Raptors in particular uh, would be. <laughs> yeah, that's my cat in the background. Um, excuse my cats. Um, you know, they had to watch this game with me, and uh, it was not pretty to watch. So if they do complain in the background, uh, just know that uh, it's because of the Raptors, not because of anything else. Um, but, yeah, I have a theory in terms of, like, why these back-to-back sets are so hard for the Raptors to win in particular, because I, I do think there is like a shock effect of seeing the Raptors on a given night. They're very different from a lot of other teams, not only in terms of the roster construction, but also the way they play, right? If the Raptors play the Bulls, you know, last night, and then they play the Bulls on like January 1st, and then they play the Bulls on like March, and then they play them like April, you might not be prepared for what the Raptors will do to you in terms of, you know, their energy on the offensive glass, their tenacity in terms of forcing turnovers, their traps, you know, aggressive cre- uh, traps against your main guys. Like, you might not necessarily be prepared. However, if you have just seen them the night, literally the night before, you might have a lot better chance of dealing with it, right? You, not even just like the because co- it's one thing if the coaching staff tells you, like, hey, here's a point to emphasis against Toronto. Uh, Get back in transition, right? Um, they're, they're really good in transition. Uh, make sure you corral the defensive glass, right? Uh, because, you know, they're going to crash hard. Um, you know, space yourself accordingly. Uh, they're going to trap you from here, here, here. Make sure everyone else is here, here, here. Just the next pass is here, here, here. You know, like, it's one thing to hear that from the coaches. It's another thing when you've literally seen them the night before walk you through this exercise of how the Raptors play this sort of weird game. Um and so, you know, you're more motivated. You have that experience and that and that sort of memory fresh in your mind. And, you know, that's for Chicago. That's kind of what it was today. If you were to beat the Raptors, what you need to do is keep them off the offensive glass, right? The Raptors had 23 offensive rebounds uh, last game. They only have five total this game, um, including only three through three quarters. I don't even know if that makes it sound more less impressive. I think that makes it sound less impressive. But, um what else you need to do? Keep them out of transition, right? And the Bulls were actually the ones who won the transition battle in this game. Uh, what else are you going to do to the Raptors? Uh, obviously, you, you want to limit Fred Van Vliet from three. You want to limit Gary Trent Jr.'s attempts if possible. You know, they weren't even able to do that. But the thing is, everyone else, you can kind of leave open for three, right? And, you know, what you get? One total three? Am I looking at the stat sheet right? Wow. Okay. Um... Yeah, so just a horrible three-point shooting night as well. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Gary and Fred combined for eight threes. The rest of the team made one single three, right? So, you know, you can leave them open on the line. But more importantly, you got to know how they're going to defend against you, right? They're going to trap DeMar at the top of the floor. Where are the outlets going to be? Who are the ones who are going to be able to attack? And to be honest, I don't know how much of Nick's plan today um, – was predicated on knowing if Zach Levine was going to be in the game because the Raptors kind of treated this game just like the game on Sunday. Uh, but the big difference is Zach wasn't in that game. Um, Zach Levine playing makes a big difference. Covering Zach in single coverage or at least allowing Zach to attack against rotations and closeouts 
is a recipe for disaster. He's going to score a lot. He had 30 points in 32 minutes. Now, I'm, I'm not going to fully fault Nick because I get it. You're shorthanded. You want to trap DeMar, all this other stuff. That's fine when DeMar has nobody to pass to. But if the ball's swinging to Zach Levine and he's attacking closeouts with his athleticism or he's hitting threes with guys in rotation, you know, it wasn't even Zach's best game by any means. He missed a couple opportunities. He was a little turnover prone, but that man can score. So 30 points on Zach Levine, a big, big difference because the Raptors didn't have to deal with this kind of pressure uh, last game. Uh, and then, you know, some of their more predictable elements. Like, you know, just like the bench for the Bulls hurt the Raptors last game, the bench for the Bulls once again hurt the Raptors in this game. And to be honest, this is one of those where it's like, okay, it was going to be a slugfest from the start, right? Raptors and Bulls kind of close in the first quarter. They're close at, at halftime as well. You're thinking, wow, I, I can't believe this game is like this, right? Um, but mostly when you look at the trends in this, in this game, it was the starters who are sort of trying to at least make things happen. It wasn't like super smooth. It wasn't great, but they had a strategy. And then when they turned to the bench, just guys just weren't producing. It's a real shame to see that because, uh, you know, I, I, you know, the bench is deeper. There's, there's no doubt about that. The bench is deeper. There's more options, but there's just no energy coming off the bench today. And look, to be honest, with all due respect to all these guys, most of the guys on the Raptors bench are good because they play hard and they're very athletic and, you know, they they hustle a lot. There's not a lot of hustle coming off the Raptors bench today. Only two offensive rebounds, one for a Juancho with a tip-in in the fourth quarter. That was completely inconsequential. Precious got an offensive rebound at some point. I don't know when that happened. But it's just, yeah, it, you know how the separation in this game happened? The Raptors actually had the lead early on. Fred was making a whole bunch of plays. He was looking amazing. Uh, and then the, the Raptors bench started to filter in versus Goran Dragic, and he torches the Raptors again. I'm going to have to give him the Gerald Henderson Award again. You know, like, enough of this, right? Like, and Caruso, with his activity off the bench, was he was everywhere. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I know he was already good defensively. I thought he played a decent defensive game in Toronto, but today it was a different level. It's also, by the way, the referees really allowed everyone to hack at everybody, so Caruso was really handsy. But still, you got to give him credit, man. He was just, he was guarding you know, the ball, exceptionally, you know, a Derrick Jones Jr., you know, coming off the bench, five for five, it felt like all those were dunks, you know, like, where was the energy from in the interior, from Chris Boucher, from Precious Achua, from Thad Young, from Otto Porter, these guys all came off the bench and gave you just duds, and I'm, you know, it's disappointing most of all to see Chris do this, because he's been so good, so consistent, and today, this is one of the worst games that he's played in the last, like, three, four months, Ever since that game that he cited in, Chicago, in Cleveland, uh, where, you know, everyone was out of that game, and him and Svee, not even kidding, him, Svee, and Utah were your one, two, and three options, and the Raptors got blown out by 50, basically, on Boxing Day. Um, you know, Chris talked about that as a turnaround game. Ever since then, he's been consistent in holding his, uh, you know, play to this, like, if more efficient hustle play kind of role. Where was that today, right? Just, it was absent. Uh, zero points, not one offensive rebound, you know, not one block. That's not like Chris. Three fouls in 14 minutes, you know, it's just, but at the same time, like, I don't want to single him out because it wasn't like the other guys were doing much. Thad Young came in 10 minutes, you know, aside from getting the ball into Thad in the middle of the post and letting him make a decision, which, by the way, I don't mind because it allows Fred to get off ball, allows OG to get off ball, allows Gary to get off ball. It's just a lot easier to get to your shot off ball for a lot of these guys. So having Thad as your reliable decision maker at the top, really helps you in that front. But, you know, he wasn't really giving you anything outside outside of, like, dribble handoffs. So, you know, how much can you really hype a dribble handoff? Um, you know, Precious, uh, there's something weird because he's scoring, he's, he's 
more measured on his drives, but yet somehow, like, the game just sort of loses his structure when he's in the game. I need to watch it a little bit closely, but he continues to have pretty big minuses uh, for the Raptors. I think a lot of it, too, is just obviously he's playing off the bench. He's playing with a lot of bench combinations, and most of the bench guys have been pretty inconsistent. You know, Delano gets a shift early on. He was not good. Malachi gets a shift later on. He, I mean, he wasn't good. Uh, not very effective. Otto ter- keeps turning down shots, you know, a couple plays he didn't make. But to be honest, it's like, it- it's it's one of those recaps where I'm going to have to tell you a lot of things you already know about the Raptors. They go through a scoring drought, which happened in the third quarter. It was like a 17-6 to six drought at one point over a span of six minutes. Uh, the Bulls were able to pull ahead. Um, the Raptors were doubling the ball. Eventually, the Bulls were able to rotate, swing it to guys who were open for three. And it wasn't even like the Bulls were that good on threes. They shot 9 of 28 from three, which is 32%. So it wasn't that bad, but like they were able to attack closeouts and get into the middle of the lane. And that's where the Raptors' rotations were a lot slower than they were on Sunday. Uh, and so there were less guys to beat there. There was like, what, last game, Christian Coloco had six blocks by himself. This game, the Raptors get six blocks total as a team. You know, so... Uh, the Bulls were able to live in the pain. They were able to attack closeouts. Uh, so they were able to get their offense going simply by passing the ball, making the right reads, and again, attacking the Raptors in rotation, which, by the way, the Raptors intentionally put themselves in rotation because they want to trap DeMar. So congratulations on keeping DeMar at nine points. But DeMar turns the ball over less, right? Five turnovers versus two tonight. And then also, uh, you know, the rest of the team is able to make more plays, notably Zach Levine's on the floor. Like, look, it's fine if, you know, because literally, if you look at the game, right? The difference in this game was Zach Levine comes back from injury or injury management, and he replaces Alex Crusoe. Crusoe was one for eleven on Sunday. Now he comes off the bench, doesn't have to shoot as much. Obviously, just playing defense played a great role. Whereas Zach Levine gives you thirty points, right? So it is you have you do have to adjust your defensive strategy a little bit. But again, I don't even want to put it on Nick either because it's like, what are you supposed to do, right? You're supposed to trap and, and try to deny your number one guy. And it's not like the Bulls were scoring at will either. Raptors still got transition. They, they still got turnovers out of them. Um, they didn't get as many stops at the rim, but, you know, ultimately when you're defending four on three, you can kind of accept the fact that, okay, maybe my strategy of putting my, my over-leveraging my players uh, is going to lead to some long rotations where they can't close out the basket. But thing is, it takes a lot of energy to execute that. And at no point tonight did I feel like the Raptors had energy. Like, Fred was doing his best. You know, he had a whole bunch of people there at the game, which was super awesome to see. Obviously, Fred being from Rockford, which is like, you know, essentially, you know, Brampton to Toronto, for example. So he had a lot of people come over to the game. Uh, you know, a great charitable event as well, handing out meals. You know, Fred's obviously just a great dude. Everyone knows this. Uh, and so he was putting on a show. He was getting steals and strips and, you know, scoring the ball, like literally doing everything possible for the Raptors. But the rest of the team just wasn't really there with them. You know, Gary was able to score a b- better, which is nice. Hopefully he, this is like, you know, if you could see Gary shoot seven of 12, you know, make two threes, uh, have four assists, three steals, 19 points on a more consistent basis, you would love it, right? right? But, you know, obviously he's been up and down. So it's nice to see him come back to it. Uh, the Raptors were able to get Gary a lot more attacking on closeouts uh, off of sets where he's able to drive the ball, uh, you know, even set up a few guys here or there. So it's just nice to see Gary in this role. who's just honestly more involved, touch the ball in instances where it wasn't necessarily just like, Here, here's the ball, try to get something. It was like, let's run a play, let's get you in some motion. And then Gary, you know, you make the decision. Are you going to score here or you, you're going to pass? And to be honest, if I were Gary, I, I probably would have looked to shoot a couple more threes but at the same time, like, I understand that approach of trying to take it inside. Because, look, he hasn't been 
you know, red hot from three the last week or so. So, you know, I, I get that approach. So I thought Gary played well. Fred gave you offense. But the rest of the guys, you know, OG, lots of turnovers, driving the ball, same old deal. You know, um, defensively, the steals are there. It, it's it's great. He is gambling a couple times, though, which, okay, fine. I mean, I, I get it. Um, you know, but, it you know, there's a play where, Zach Levine was trying to attack him at the top, and OG starts to like stutter his his steps and chop his steps, and then it goes for a huge swipe where he doesn't get anything, gets crossed up, and then Levine goes all the way to the basket for an and one. It reminded me, uh, similar to Luca at the end of that game, right? OG sort of like chopping up his steps and then reaches in for a huge reach, and then takes the and then fouls Luca in a three point game where the Raptors were able to have to were able to get the shot, uh, the last shot and a chance to tie had OG not done that. And if the Raptors have to stop in the defensive rebound, whatever. But you know, OG not effective offensively. A lot of the drives went nowhere. You know, some of one of them was a hack, uh, and it was a no call on a foul, and he traveled because of the foul. I mean, to be honest, it's hard to even get worked up about something like that because of the fact that again, um, the bigger issue was the Raptors just couldn't generate enough scoring. Scotty, two of nine from the field. Um, you know, you could say, well, the ankle's bothering him. I'm sure, you know, it, it is. There's times where he comes up and he's limping and he's jumping around and stuff like that. But then you also see plays where he had the play of the game where he was attacking Caruso in the post, uh, banged him three, four times, took his time, and then drove hard into the middle of the floor, held the ball off to the side, and then just y- just yammed that thing all the way over uh, Vucevic, a seven-footer. I mean, like, well, it's not like Vucevic is a shot blocker, really, but still, like, damn. Very, very impressive play. Highlight play. Giannis-esque play. Then the next play down, he bangs Caruso once again. You know, puts him into the post. Draws two defenders. Kicks out opposite corner. Gary for three. And I was like, ooh, okay, this is nice from Scotty. He's attacking initiating. That's the only time in the game he really did that. The rest of the game is just very empty. You need to see more from him. I understand the ankle is hurt. But you know what? With Pascal out, like, Fred's doing his thing. Gary's doing his thing. OG, okay, offensively, he wasn't as efficient as... As you would need, but it's not his role to be the creator. It's, it's Scotty's role to be the creator, and he's just coming coming up with duds. This is a dud. It was a cool highlight, an amazing highlight. It's my favorite play of the game. It was a dud. Like, and and so whether it's the, the the training staff needs to get his ankle healthy, or the Raptors need to find a way to not play Scotty to give him a, a chance to sort of recoup or whatever. But the game it can't be this empty. If you're playing, you're healthy. You you know what. You got to do more than this. Five points on two of nine shooting in 30 minutes, the expectations have been raised. And even if expectations weren't raised, still, I think it, relative to who underperformed their role, Scotty was probably at the very, very top of that list. There's also a lot of complaining to the refs now. Like, I, I'm sorry, if you're not aggressive most of the game and you drive once in a while and you don't get the call because there's some, it's a physical game, you can't be looking at the refs. The refs not even going to look back at you, right? Like, what are you going to say? Hey, I'm the rookie of the year. I got I to gotta get a call. Is that in the rule book? I don't think so, right? And then Christian Coloco, another uh, game where you you see the ups and downs, right? At home, phenomenal. Catching the lobs, uh, blocking the shots. We, we talked about this game from him at length uh, on today's show. What did we see from Coloco today? Five points, uh, three rebounds. How many chances near the basket were, wasn't able to finish? The push shot wasn't there for him. The dunks weren't there for him. No lobs, right? The Bulls were able to adjust. Again, like I said, playing a game back-to-back sets is not easy. The rebounding wasn't there. Uh, he was in foul trouble again. Turned the ball over a lot. Like, I, I mean, it's not just like I get that he doesn't have the scoring skill set right now. 
But I think there's got to be a deflating feeling for the team when it, offense is so hard to come by and you really, really attack, you really, really create a physical game, you take the punishment, you dump it off to Coloco, he's seven foot under the rim, and then he misses a push shot, a floater, a dunk, a layup, anything like that. A dunk goes, instead of going for a dunk, he gets fouled, and then he gets he splits the free throws. Like, when you're not getting full value on the easiest shots, when everything else is so hard, it's got to have a psychic value in terms of deflating the team. But to be honest, it's, it's really just like, the guys didn't have it today, and you understand that. Um it's hard to say too much else about the game. Um, I, I would love to break it down further, uh, but, you know, that's the overall impression. It's just it didn't have it enough, you know. And to be honest, um, they played a busy schedule. Both teams have played a busy schedule. Uh, and you know what? The Raptors have been shorthanded a lot of these games. So you understand to some degree, but at the same time, um, you know, this was, this, was, uh, this was just like just watching them struggle. For most of the night, um, you know, I think for Nick, he tried a lot of stuff with his rotations. Basically, played every single player who was available to play. The other guys were down in the G League, so this is who they had today. And um, everyone got a turn. Did anyone off the bench really show anything? To be honest, no, right? Not really. Um, you can say, well, Wancho, hey, me one or two plays, a little touch pass here, you know, a little putback here, a little corner three here. That's cool, uh, but. You know, he's also letting Goran Dragic blow past him for layups, you know? Um, you know, I, I think what he was looking for in this game is just hustle and energy. Like, was was somebody step up and collect these loose balls that kept going the way of the Bulls? You know, these stops where, you know, you, you really do have the Bulls missing a shot finally when, in a game where they shoot 53%, but you can't get the rebound and they reset and they score and they get to the free throw line. Like, it, it was just an annoying game from that perspective. So I think for Nick, it's just like, the bench rotation to me when everyone's healthy is pretty clear, but on certain nights when guys don't have it, who's who's backup, who can play which roles, um, you know, I, I could see there being still some inconsistency there. And and to be honest, if you want to blame Nick for not extending his bench, I wouldn't personally do it. I think he's actually gone to his bench enough this year. But, you know, uh, in a game like this, you just throw stuff at the wall. Like, literally at the start of the fourth quarter, the matchup, or the Raptors lineup was Malachi, Delano, OG, Precious, and Juancho. There's no way that the Raptors coaching staff, before this game, came together and was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to play this OG-led bench group at the start of the fourth quarter with two point guards on the floor that aren't Fred, like... You know, nothing. But again, like, those guys weren't really doing much for you, right? And so, you know, Nick ultimately goes with the starters for one last push at the end there from, you know, down, I think, 17. They got it down to, like, single digits, but realistically, it was a fake comeback, and uh, they ran out of gas. The Bulls also just, like, again, the thing is, like, it's hard to make these comebacks when you're you're trapping DeMar so much, and then the Bulls are just able to, like, make one pass, one, one pass, one pass into the corner, and the guy can either shoot an open three or drive it all the way in and uh, force your rotations, and it's just exhausting. So when you don't have full energy, it's hard to play this. But you know what? Um, there's no real need to harp on the team. Like, if I come across as negative in this game, I, I really don't mean to. I really just think that, like, I understand why guys weren't able to play well. I understand that Scotty's dealing with an ankle injury. I understand that Christian's a rookie. I understand that OG's being pressed into be a, a bigger role that he really shouldn't be in because, you know, uh, the results continue to show that if he's asked to put the ball on the floor more, he's going to turn the ball over more. Um, Gary and Fred are going to do what they can do. At least Gary was medium. Like he wasn't hot tonight, but he was medium, right? So I'll take medium over cold. 
Uh, and then the bench comes in, and to be honest, like, you, you know, what, what if you're Nick, what are you really going to do? Chris Boucher's been your best bench guy. He comes in and gives you a zero, right? So, all right, well, I guess we'll look a little bit further down. Precious at least drove the ball nicely. I mean, somehow he's a minus 16, though, right? And and how many times did the Bulls get into the paint, and did you feel Precious' Precious's defensive intensity? Not really, you know? So uh, it's just one of those nights. It is what it is. I, I would say it's a scheduled loss, but, you know, it wasn't like the Bulls were playing uh, amazing basketball by any means. But, uh, you know, they did enough to win. They got back in transition. Um, you know, th- in fact, they won the transition battle. They won the rebounding battle. The Raptors won the turnover battle, but 14 is quite high for the Raptors. Uh, and most importantly, the Raptors couldn't generate much out of those 14, um, or those 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 uh, 21 turnovers, where usually that could be, you know, 30 transition points for the Raptors, just off of that alone. But, you know, very few for the Raptors tonight. So uh, I guess you can't win them all. <laughs> I guess uh, playing these back-to-backs all the time is kind of annoying. It's really hard to, like, spring your your trap strategy uh, against opposing teams. But, um, you know, it's whatever. Uh, it happens. They won last night. If you feel bad about this one, just go back and watch Sunday's game. So in order to wrap up the show, your three stars from tonight's game. Uh, first star, I'm going to give it to Fred. 27 points, three rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks. I mean, he's so active defensively, hitting the big shots. Um, you know, yeah, he's getting blocked going to the rim. But to be honest, is he's got to touch the paint enough uh, so that you at least establish a somewhat of a threat scoring-wise. And then obviously the kickouts and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, Fred played his role great. There's no complaints about what he did today. He's been also pretty good at little push shots and little floaters, little off-balance leaning twos in the paint, which kind of reminds me a little bit Kyle-esque. Like Kyle used to do that kind of stuff too because... You know, he also didn't always get the ability to, to explode at the basket, although Kyle did have more strength going to the hoop and was a little bit more athletic and was a little bit quicker, so you can draw more fouls there at least. Uh, but, you know, eventually guards get older and you got to get that in-between game, and I thought Fred played an in-between game pretty well today. Again, he was guarding guarded by two really good defenders in Ayo Dosunu and Alex Caruso, so this is hardly an easy game for Fred. And to be honest, I'm happy that Nick had the restraint to only play him 34 minutes. This had all the makings of Fred Van playing 45 minutes in a loss. And I'm happy Nick didn't uh, overextend him because having him healthy and fresh is very, very important to this team. Second star for me is going to go to Gary, I guess. Uh, 19 points, three rebounds, four assists, three steals. Um, yeah, more engaged. I think defensively he was flying around a little bit more. There was more of an intensity there. Uh, like Nice to see him scoring the in-between game as well. The Bulls are trying to run guys off the three-point line, those two in particular. And those both those two both were able to go into the paint, even though they're the smallest players on the Raptors. They were able to finish and draw fouls and, you know, just score tough twos, stuff like that. So I got to give Gary some credit there. And then your third star... Oh, oh, brother, this, this that's not easy to find a third star in this bunch. Um, oh, boy. Um, who's going to be the third star here tonight? This is going to be tough. I'm going to have to get creative. Um, I'm going to give it to... Uh, wow. This... I mean, Wancho is... is No, not Wancho. Wancho can't get this, man. I guess, I guess OG. Reluctantly, OG's going to get the third star. He did play defense hard. Obviously, limited DeMar and stuff like that. 13 points, four rebounds, and assists, three steals. The four turnovers, again, he's just got to get more out of these drives. I don't know. That's the, that's, the, that's the next step for him. Getting getting the drives to be more consistent. How do you do that? How do you not travel on some of these? How do you adjust your, your, your game plan so that, you know, you're attacking, but you also have counters in mind. You don't just, like, go with one option. Um, you know, the the the... the, the 
square peg in a round hole approach. Like, you know, just we got we got to change it up. It's it's been a lot of turnovers. I, it's just a lot of turnovers and drives this year. Uh, and then your Gerald Henderson award winner that's going to go to Goron once again. Just big boost off the bench for the Bulls. Played faster, really led that group. Uh, got guys into their shots. You know, just the classic veteran point guard stuff that, to be honest, putting aside all the hate, the Raptors could really use a guy like that because uh, Malachi doesn't do that for you. Delano doesn't do that for you. I know Goron doesn't play any defense, and obviously guys are able to go at him like the Raptors did today. But sometimes when you're watching these droughts, when the bench comes in, you're like, damn. Um, you know, it wouldn't be horrible to have a, a veteran point guard who knows what they're doing. But in any case, what am I really saying, man? Boo, Goran Dragic, you know, good for you. Congratulations on being 500 this year. So that does it for the podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. I know it was a it's a bit of an annoying one, but to be honest, between the timing and between the the, the just the the frust- just the frustrating nature of the game and also just sort of like fighting uphill, you know, it's uh it is what it is. Um, you know, you're not gonna win them all, and clearly this was uh, this is gonna be a different difficult one for the Raptors, and they weren't able to get it done. The hope is that they're able to regroup. Uh, and get back on track against Houston if they lose against that one. Then you'll have a real problem because Houston is not a good team. Uh, but uh, at the same time, they're young, they're athletic, they got crafty o- offensive players, and, you know, we'll see. Like, the Raptors are going to have to play a disciplined game, uh, not overreact to guys, and, uh, you know, just get back to themselves. Get on the offensive glass, force turnovers, get on transition, lock down on defense. You don't see them doing those things at the start of a game. The Raptors almost never win. So, um, you know, keep that in mind. But, uh, yeah, it's too bad they couldn't get it today. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe. And uh, I'll be back with another Reaction Podcast on Wednesday.